Welcome. Today I have Alexis Jacobs with Five Wishes, and she's going to share with us what Five Wishes is. And we're going to do a deep dive into how you can use it. And at the end of it, I'm going to have Alexis's information up. So if you have more questions, she's definitely the person to ask. I'm familiar with Five Wishes, enough to say you should talk to Alexis. <laughs> so with that getting started, Alexis, would you mind just talking a little bit about who you are, what you do, how you came to Five Wishes, you know, all the good stuff? Yeah, I can do that. Um, good morning, everyone. I'm Alexis Jacobs. I am a program development manager with Five Wishes. I've been here a year and a half now. It doesn't seem like it's been a year and a half, but that may be because three months of it were in quarantine. So I kind of found Five Wishes through a circuitous route, as many of us do. I um, went to law school, and when I moved back to Florida from UNC, I, you know, like, again, many of us do, had some some uh, downtime as I tried to find work and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I ended up working for a short grant um, in a rural county in Florida. And through that time, I kind of realized how much I loved the service aspect of the grant program. And once I once it com- was completed, I ended up applying to a bunch of different nonprofits um, and organizations that really focus on mission and service. And through that, found Five Wishes, and I've, I've been here ever since. It it's, uh, kind of fell into my lap, and everything stars aligned, and I was able to move and find living and get a job all within about the same week, which is, I feel, a good sign. So um, it's something that I never really anticipated that I would be doing, but here I am. <laughs> in five wishes to give people a picture, although you guys are nationwide and you have a huge impact, you're not a large organization, right? I mean, there's just not that many of you. No, yeah, we are, I think right now, 10 or 11 people full time. And it means we're, we say we're small but mighty. So even <laughs> though we serve millions, you know, 35, 30, five plus million people and individuals and then 40,000 plus organizations. It's where all of us are on the ground doing the work. So calling in, you have equal chance of talking to me, talking to my supervisor, talking to the president of the organization. You know, um, we're all in the trenches and we all love what we do. You know, we have to be a family because, you know, to get it done, we really have to rely on each other. Right. And, I, and, I, and we're going to circle back to that. But I like the fact that you highlighted, yes, you work with individuals, but you also work with organizations, hospitals. You may work with financial advisors or attorneys. I mean, there's a wide variety of, of professions, individuals and organizations that can that can benefit from making a contact with you. Maybe not moving forward right away, but at least starting the conversation and getting an understanding of who you are and what you do. And it's a Absolutely. good segue to talk about what you do. You know, from me personally, I think many of the viewers know that I'm widowed. I went, you know, my wife didn't have any any wishes identified. So I was I was making the choices for her. And that was a little difficult. And then more recently, in March, I had um, a tumor, a cancerous tumor removed from my face. So, you know, another scary event. And. It, it comes into play 
that you really need to make sure people know what you want, not just, oh, what happens when I die, but there's just so much more to that, right? And Alexis, would you mind just talking a little bit more about, and don't give trade secrets or anything, but, but <laughs> also, you know, more about what Five Wishes is, because it isn't just as simple as what do I want when I die, right? Yeah, so, um, you know, Five Wishes is termed as a living will with a heart and soul. So Five Wishes, obviously, there are, there are five. Um, the first two are legal medical wishes documents. So it's a, it's a living will and advanced directive. You identify your healthcare agent, you identify what you want your healthcare agent to do for you, treatment decisions, that kind of thing. And that's wish one and two. But what sets us apart is three, four, and five, which talk about care, comfort, how you want to be treated as a human, and your legacy, really how you want to be remembered. And it kind of reorients an end of life discussion to be not just the clinical, not just the legal concerns, but also what matters most to you at the end of life, which is usually your family, your loved ones, you know, your dignity, you know, aging with dignity. It's right there in the name. You know, it's it's not about for us. It's not about how you want to die. It's about how you want to live. And I think that's that's the main difference is that it's a holistic way of looking at end of life that incorporates legal, medical, yes, important, absolutely, but also emotional, spiritual, just everything that is going to matter to you is, is what we try and encompass. So the five wishes all together. And to give an example of that, you know, it could be because we don't, the science isn't out there. If somebody's not awake, it doesn't mean you're not cognizant. So maybe having music playing in the background, right? Right. It doesn't have to be some super fancy, I don't want to be on a ventilator. Right, right. I would like some classical or country music or, you know, maybe this favorite show playing in the background. I would like people to come in and talk to me. I mean, it can be something that simple, right? Yeah. I mean, one of the one of the biggest things, uh, you know, our our founder, Jim Tui, worked with Mother, Mother Teresa and her homes for the dying in Calcutta and Washington, D.C., and something that's kind of what Five Wishes was born from, was working with people who were in end-of-life stages and seeing what mattered most to them. And something that he found really important and that, you know, is incorporated into Five Wishes is being referred to by name. That's something I'm sure that you're aware of, but that happens a lot is, you know, if somebody's older or is experiencing dementia, Alzheimer's, or maybe has some type of disability, intellectual, developmental, et cetera, you know, they're in the room with their caregiver, their guardian, their parents, and the, the clinician or, you know, the attorney will speak to the guardian, not to the person. They won't refer to them by name. Oh, hi, Eric. I'm here to, to speak about your end of life care options. It's hi, Eric's father. You know, so referring to someone by name, smiling at them, paying attention directly to them, that's something that is valuable. And that's so simple, you know, like, why would you have to write that down? But it happens. So it's, it's incorporating the dignity aspect of, you know, all of those up in the air and, and scary conversations, but keeping the person, person-centered care. And, and having gone through it, I got to tell you, Alexis, it's never intentional. It's just, there's so much no. else going on that if you haven't made it a part of your discussion from the beginning, and you can't just have this discussion once because you're going to forget. It's got to be an ongoing discussion, right? I mean, yes. otherwise it's going to be 
you know, like trying to remember what you had for dinner two weeks ago. You know, I mean, it's going to be like, I, I, I remember <laughs> I did something, but I don't remember what it was. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, these conversations are challenging for everyone, you know, whether you have training, whether you talk about it every day, like you and I do, or, you know, that doesn't mean that I want to talk about it with my grandparents or my parents, you know, just because I'm experienced with advanced care planning doesn't mean I want to say to loved ones, okay, so let's talk about how, you know, this is going to go. It's, it's challenging and it may take days, you know, it may take time. It's more about having the conversation you know, learning what matters most to the people who matter most to you, and then building out your support team, sharing that with your physician, your attorney, your faith leader, you know, whoever is important to you should know what your wishes are so that they can protect them and act on them. And to your point, you and I do this for a living. We're talking abstractly, right? We're saying, yeah, it's a great idea to do. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is. It absolutely is. I have mine set up. I do. I'm, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not hypocritical in that. I, even though I'm young and relatively healthy, you know, I, I do have that plan of care in place. But, you know, I also, again, I haven't been in the position, you know, to have to make decisions on behalf of a loved one. I know that I certainly don't want to be lost when that time comes. But yes, I thankfully have only had to deal with this in the abstract or, you know, talking to people, hearing their stories. And um, every day, every single day, we, we hear a new story, good, bad, in between, funny, heartbreaking. But no matter what, we're hearing the real life people. And it is it is a challenge, absolutely a challenge. I hope that I'm never in the position where I have to make decisions on the fly in a crisis moment. I hope that all of my loved ones have filled out their five wishes that I've given them. But if it happens, then, then you know, I'll, I'll jump that hurdle when the time comes. <laughs> well, how do we start this? Do we say, hey, mom, hey, dad, or hey, hey, spouse, loved one, let's grab a bottle of wine and have a dinner date and, and fill out our five wishes? Or is it, the you know, that seems kind of formal. It's, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe it, a little tough. Yeah, I think it depends on the person, honestly. You know, that might be a really good strategy for, for my family, you know, sitting down with mom and dad. We're really close and, and have a really friendly relationship. So I feel like it could be a pretty casual conversation, you know. But for a lot of people... It's it's not casual. Obviously, generational differences make it make it a challenge as well. Different generations have different values, different ways of talking about things. But, you know, whatever is going to work for, for your family, you know, if it's casual, formal. I think some of the, the number one ways to approach the, the conversation is to frame it less as what do you want and more. So I've been thinking about this because a friend of mine was in a car accident. Or I've been thinking about this because of COVID-19. I've been thinking about this because so-and-so had a heart attack and their wife was confused as to what they would want. I want X. What do you want if that happens? You know, more about yourself or an anecdotal, you know, this is happening in the world. Let's talk about it. One of the other ways, just using the five wishes framework, we suggest if you're having trouble broaching the topic or if someone you're talking to is really adverse to advanced care planning, end of life issues, starting with wish five. So starting with, so how do you want to be remembered? Um, you can incorporate things like funeral arrangements into that. A lot of people had a lot, you know, a lot of thoughts on how 
they want their kind of farewell to be. A lot of people um, incorporate letters to loved ones in that. So that one's a very gentle kind of start at five, go to four, go to three, and then you kind of work into the tough stuff, you know, once you've opened the conversation. We have a lot of different conversation starters, tips, talking points, different free resources on the Five Wishes site, on the Aging with Dignity site. And if anyone, you know, would like those, feel free to email me. I'd be happy to share them. You know, particularly right now with the public health crisis that's happening with people realistically looking at ventilators, I mean, intubation, things like that. I think it's very present on everyone's mind. So, I mean, if nothing else, let's make lemonade out of these lemons, you know, get a plan of care in place because that's not going to expire. You know, once once the health crisis is over and the pandemic is done, you'll still have your wishes if something happens. You know, you don't want to be doom and gloom, but. <laughs> and I like, I like how you, would, you said you don't have to do them in order. Um, no. You know, oftentimes, to your point earlier, you had said wishes one and two are the legal medical. That may already be accomplished because you did your estate plan or whatever else. So they can be incorporated, but nobody wants, that's very black and white and, and frankly scary, right? I mean, it's a pretty oh, big yeah. <laughs> Um But talking more about how you want to be remembered, that's kind of exciting, right? I mean, I want to be remembered for doing all these great things or whatever. You can almost make a joke. What do you want to be on? What do you want on your tombstone or something? And, and kind of go from there. We have funny stories about about Wish Five for sure. People will ask us, "Can I?" You know, there's one that's that says, "You know, I want to be forgiven by or forgiven for." And one guy wrote, "Nothing." <laughs> <laughs> People are, you know, really take it, you know, in, in tongue in cheek sometimes, and that I think also shows their personality, how they want to be remembered as someone who's like, ah, I don't want to be forgiven for anything. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it starts the conversation, right? Because you get, now you're kind of loose and, and laughing. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and I want to highlight, go back to something else you said. I wrote it down because I think it's really powerful. It's less than me going to you and saying, Alexis, what do you want? Right. And more of, hey, Alexis, I've been thinking about, or, Hey, Alexis, you know, this, this, all I ever get on the news, my social media feed lately is all this stuff about COVID. And it's, it's really, it stressed me out. And this is what I'm thinking. And this is how I'm feeling. And I wanted, I mean, I don't know if you feel the same way or whatever else, but this is where I'm at. Yeah. And yeah. how are you feeling? And then it becomes more of a natural conversation and not one of these, okay, mom and dad, we're going to sit down and we're going to fill this out. I'm and- death today. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to do that. I, so I, I really, I wrote that down. So I really thought that was powerful. And with regards to aging with dignity and five wishes, I'll make sure I have both those websites on the show notes. And Sounds this is good. where you can go learn more, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have, as you mentioned, we've got programs for healthcare. We've got programs for businesses, financial advisors. You know, we're working on, that's what I'm do. You know, I do is develop programming. So we are, Working on various types of programming, I mean, we do our best to serve as diverse a clientele as comes to us, which is basically every sector that you can imagine. We also have resources for individuals and families. And if we're missing something, let me know. That's what I do. Let me know and I will see what we can create and try and put that in the pipeline. I, you know, I don't know if it'll happen today or tomorrow, but hopefully we'll, uh, be able to serve whatever need we're, we're missing. And to tie it back with the families that I work most with, and that's with who have children between the ages of 14 and 21, 
with intellectual developmental disabilities, oftentimes they're kind of caught in the middle, kind of that right. sandwich generation, right? You have mom and dad up here, and then my son or daughter who may or may not be independent down here, and now I have to think about myself too. Really just overwhelming. And what I would encourage the parents of that to do, maybe it's easiest at that point, if you have an adult child who's 19, 20, and you're their legal guardian, to the maximum extent possible to, to ask gentle questions. I mean, maybe not wish one and two, but more of the fun stuff like wish five and lead into it. Because, I, I mean, you should absolutely do that for all for everybody. Yeah, because, I mean, everyone deserves a voice. That's that ultimately everyone deserves a voice. So, you know, even when you can't use five wishes as a legal document because of capacity or because you've already got it in place. Ultimately, it's still a great way to frame the conversation because it does incorporate the emotional, spiritual, physical, medical, you know, and even, you know, we have documents for children and adolescents. Obviously, they don't typically, you know, they, they don't have capacity to complete a legal document, a contract, etc. But they still have thoughts and ideas and feelings about how, you know, they want to be treated. And ultimately, historically, a lot of individuals with developmental or intellectual disabilities have not had a voice in their care, whether it's because of a lack of understanding about their condition or whether it's, you know, kind of paternalism or because of what we talked about where it's like Eric's dad, you know, what does he want? You know, yeah. it's, it, even even where there's a capacity um, issue for a legal document, there's still a person with thoughts, feelings, ideas, concerns, and allowing them at least having the conversation that gives you an idea of what your son would want. Even, you know, even if it's not formalized in a binding legal medical document, you would still know. So if something happens, you can say, I've had this conversation. I feel confident that I know what he would want because I talked to him about it. So here's what we're going to do for plan of care. And I think that's I mean, that's huge. Giving giving voice to those who can't communicate for themselves, you know, whether it's because of a coma, whether it's because of Alzheimer's or what else, you know, whatever else. It's I think it's very powerful to to provide that for someone. And I, and I would go one step further there, Alexis, is let's say something were to happen to your son or, or my son or what have you. I may be so overwhelmed with grief that I'm not thinking straight. You know, trying to remember a conversation is one thing, but if I can just go turn around, pick up and say, I can't talk to you about this right now. It's just too much here. You know, it yeah. takes so much off your shoulders. I mean, crises like they they are not happening in a vacuum where you're like, OK, it, you know, it's like remembering your dinner from two weeks ago. You know, it's remembering your dinner two weeks ago while you're under the gun in a high stress, grief stricken I mean, what we're seeing right now is a very distant, you know, conversation, too. You might not even be able to make it into the hospital room. You know, families are more than ever spread apart across the country. There's a lot that goes into, well, we need a decision now. Having it written down, having the conversation, having that framework allows you to exist as a son, daughter, husband, wife, rather than you know, trying to be a decision maker, you know, even if you are the decision maker, at least you can kind of rely on the framework you've built up. I, I agree 100%. And, you know, being a single dad is never far from my mind. And and I don't want to leave a night, dark, morbid thoughts. So no, no. More cheerful. 
but for for five wishes, you know, you don't have to do it on paper, right? You guys have the capability to have this online now, or am I speaking on a turn? We do. We do have the five wishes online, um, which in order for it to operate as a living will, it does need to be printed out because it requires witnessing. And every state has different witnessing requirements, which you can find in the five wishes. They will tell you what you need to do to, you know, whether it's two witnesses and a notary, two witnesses or a notary. A lot of people like to get it notarized because it feels official. But you don't you don't need an attorney to complete it, you know, and I think that's why people like to get it notarized is, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not an attorney. Why does this, you know, but you're the expert on you, you know, you're the expert on you. So you can complete it yourself with your family as long as you get the appropriate witnesses and or notarization that you need. It'll operate as a as a recognized document in your state. So awesome. And then if you move states, you just have to make sure that you've verified whatever changes. If, if uh, it is, and I, I believe that this is accurate, if you complete it, so if I complete it appropriately in Florida and I move back to North Carolina because it was completed appropriately in Florida, it, it will be fine. Awesome. So as long as it's, it's completed accurately and um, appropriately in the state where you complete it, it will operate elsewhere. Five Wishes is pretty, pretty widespread. It's used all over the country. And I think we're at 44 out of, yeah, 44 states. But in the remaining six, all you would need to do is print out your state's advance directive, sign it appropriately, and write, see, attach five wishes, and then staple them together. So it's a really simple extra step to make sure that everything's in line and ready. Awesome. And this is the best way to reach you is your email address. Is, Is that typically the best way to reach you? Yeah, I mean, because we do serve the entire country, sometimes there are time zone issues. So email is always a safe bet. But you can also reach me at the Aging with Dignity office number, which is 850-681-2010. And my extension is 102. Anything else you want? Anything I should have asked and I didn't ask? Anything you want to make sure we get out there? I, you know, I just think it's important that these conversations are had, you know, something that you hear over and over again as people age is I don't want to be a burden. Nobody wants to be a burden. And I I think that the only real burden would be leaving your family, your loved ones to make decisions on your behalf. That's so scary. You know, you, you don't want to be the person that says, okay, well, mom, I think would want this, you know. So I have siblings who are arguing. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, t- taking taking what could be, you know, support and, you know, you want to rely on your family for that in that moment and taking that away and turning it into a medical discussion is I, I think it's, it's such a it's such a loss. So ultimately, you know, again, don't want to end on like a scary, sad note. So give this gift, you know, give give yourself the gift of learning more about your loved ones, about protecting their wishes. And, you know, we're all kind of stuck together right now so take take advantage of this you know time and have these conversations they can be fun you know like you said maybe grab a bottle of wine we have uh partner organizations that do like death by chocolate and they'll have like a dessert bar and everyone gets together and like talks talks about five wishes over over like cake you know so there are a lot of fun ways that you can talk about challenging subjects. So I would encourage everyone to 
not be afraid of it. It doesn't have to be scary. It can be fun. It can be really enlightening. You know, you might learn something awesome or new or interesting. You know, it, it doesn't have to be doom and gloom. It can it can really be a gift. Awesome. Peace of mind. Peace of mind is huge. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Alexis. And and again, thank you for carving out the time to, to sit with me remotely oh, great. practicing social distancing. And <laughs> Oh, it was great. I, I, I was happy to be a part of it, and I uh, love what you do. Thank you for listening to the ABCs of Disability Planning Podcast. We invite your feedback and comments. Please feel free to leave a review wherever you are listening, and don't forget to hit like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more information, please visit us at www.specialneedsnavigator.com dot U.S.